Folks, we are live again on the Late Night Grin. You're looking at Jack Crosby in the confirmed shoot because Joe Holbert is asleep. Um, he has not seen any of... Well, actually, I don't know if he's asleep, but he, he has not watched Dynamite yet. I do know that for certain. Um, oh, he is a... Oh, shit. Yeah, he, his phone's turned off, so we haven't spoiled anything for him in the group. <laughs> I figured that out because like, he's got an iPhone, and so when I send him the messages, they turn green, and it says send his text message. Oh, like, I, All right. I got the same thing. Yeah. So that's why. Okay. All right. So I was like, oh, sense. he went. He's he's not watching tonight. Which fair. Um, he's still recovering from whatever that nonsense we did on Monday was. Um, Jack, how you feeling, man? <laughs> what a fucking night, man. I mean, I I don't know. I, I mean, people shit over. They shit all over Tony's announcements regardless. And like I said, people don't realize how big this actually is. Yeah. They don't. They There's a lot of people out there who don't understand. And they, they might have been. They might have been quick with the trigger to be like, oh, another letdown. It's like, no, 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 no. If everything goes to plan, I mean, financially for Tony Khan. And, and we, we should stress that, too, because from what that release the press release said. AEW does not own Ring of Honor. Tony bought Ring of Honor through a separate entity of his. Yeah. So, I should say, not financially, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, technically, Tony's money can go to AEW, obviously, but I mean, like, financially, for Tony Khan, this could be really, really massive, and I mean, we'll get to it, but every, every everybody should know that the key part of this is the video library. That's the key part as far as financially. Yeah. Cass's report, um, which is hilarious because it's like this, I, this is the first time I think since I've started doing this that I've nailed like every aspect of a story just guessing. You did. I nailed the Ring of Honor purchase. I nailed the developmental territory and they're going to use it's they're going to use their actual AEW talent now and then as well. Um, I do hope that this doesn't turn into like a full split, you know, like, like, the, like NXT, you know, where you got to get called up to AEW. Like I hope, right. You know, like Lee Moriarty, for example, could be ring of honor champion, but he could also still show up on a rampage or a dynamo. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. want it to ever be fully split. Yeah. Don't, I mean, you, cause well, with anything, AEW, you don't want to copy WWE too much and that, and something like that would be too much of the old NXT. Right. I mean, I guess you could still say the new NXT, but it'd be too much. Yeah. But you're right though. It'd be too much of the old, like you could, you could, like you said, have ring of honor champion Lee Moriarty wrestle on rampage dynamite. It's going to be, fascinating man like and this this is like you know i don't i don't celebrate ratings or celebrate money because you know it's not my money but these things fascinate me like okay where's it gonna air you know is it gonna be on youtube are they gonna get a tv deal That's are they keeping this sinclair deal because that makes a lot of sense to me too of sinclair being like look we'll still we'll steer the programming we don't have to you know what i mean we don't have to pay anything for it right or even saying we'll give you, you know, a, a percentage of what we were going to pay to produce this television anyway. Um, there's so many options here, man, and there's so much young talent in AEW that can get 
some shine here. Yeah, like, because like we've we've talked about it too. Like it, AEW's loaded. Yeah, top to bottom with between veterans, young guys, trainees, and everything like that. And it it actually has gotten to the point where not even Dynamite and Rampage are enough. Yeah, exactly. And that had it kept going down that road, that was a bad thing. Because then, like we we we've seen the stuff on the you know with whether taken out of context or not, but like the shit with Sheeta talking about catering and then people, even if they even if they just took it out of context or whatever, but you do. The reality is there are a lot of people backstage at these dynamites and rampage. Well, dynamite rampage usually same night, but they're backstage doing nothing. Yeah. And, and maybe the YouTube shows, but and that's where it becomes tricky, man, right? Because with the name brand Ring of Honor, we like we just talked about it being like a developmental sort of, but I think the name brand alone means you kind of you kind of have to elevate it. A step above dark. Oh yeah, I think it'll be high. Yeah. Like it has to be above that level. Yeah, I think they'll go. I think it'll be. I think the TV will be actual matches. I don't think we'll see a lot of like. We may see a little bit of like the squash stuff and things like that, which is basically what the YouTube shows are. I think it's going to be more about just more opportunities for more people. Um, this could be a big thing for the women. Very big, and Deanna's the Ring of Honor champion, women's champion. So that's yes, fascinating. That's huge, right there. Because yeah. that's my that was my next question. Like all of these, all of these ROH contracts expired or are expiring, right? So, like, does Tony have to sign these people to different deals? Or is he just going to float them in and out, like on per pay, like pay per appearances or shit like that? Like that's like there's so much we don't know yet, right? Because this is going to be a fascinating story to watch develop. How long is it going to take him to ramp it up? Because you feel like Supercard of Honor would kind of be the launch. And you know, and I do have to give AEW, you know. We were everybody was almost certain that Tony's big announcement was the HBO Max thing. Yeah, everyone. I, I even started talk, like I made some tweets and then I was like, "Wait, <laughs> I'm sticking with my initial thing," and I deleted them. I that, that's why I I legitimately popped at the TV when he just said, "I bought Ring of Honor." Yeah. I was like, "What the what? Are you shitting me?" And then how? I mean, obviously. Then to go, okay, and now here's Brian Danielson versus Christopher Daniels. And how good was that, man? <laughs> really? Like, Daniels, he had a couple times before he stopped wrestling in AEW where it looked like, you know, it was about time for him to stop. But, man, he looked awesome tonight. I think Chris Daniels is just a guy, and I think your point proves it right. There. I think Chris Daniels is a guy, don't put him on TV regularly. Right. Give the dude some breaks, but if you give whatever, how old is Daniels now? 47? 51? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even gonna go over 50. Give him some breaks, but and if you put a fresh Daniels in the ring, he's still freaking great. He's uh he's so good. He's someone who could actually play a big role for Ring of Honor as well. Yes, as far as 
I don't know about booking. I don't know because that's the other. Someone in the chat mentioned it, and I think this is important. I've talked we I've talked about this before, but not with you, Jack. Tony running this brand is a terrible idea. I agree, hundred percent. We're we're on the same page there. Hand this off to someone else. Yes. I don't know who. Um, <sighs> I have some ideas. <laughs> William Regal in a per um, in a perfect world, and I don't think it's going to happen because I think he's going to go back to WWE. At some point, but it'd be cool to see Danielson like when he's ready to hang it up. Just be yeah. like, "Hey, man, you want to run this?" Yeah. But I, but again, and, and look, I'm not trying to get, but I th I think, and I think of most people agree. Brian's going back to WWE at some point. He's doing this for a few years. He's going back. Like he hasn't said a bad word about the place. Him and Vince are obviously we found out our best friends. Like he's probably going back. But in a perfect world, I'd love to see Brian just take it over. Yeah. And this this is a great point too. You could turn Ring of Honor into a developmental across the board. You know, give some people opportunities to see what they can do. Um, this is an interesting name. Hey, not bad. I like that because it seems like Dustin Dustin knows what he's doing behind the scenes. We haven't really heard anything to the contrary. Yeah, and it, it's it, it is it's really good. And then who like who knows what the structure of AEW is. By the time something like this happens that we're right. talking about, you know, so then I think maybe, you, like QT, I think is doing more than people realize he's doing right now. As far as QT might be a guy that Tony says, "Hey, man, all right, this Ring of Honor thing, yours, yeah, or like most of it's yours, or you and du you and Dustin, this is your baby, take care of it." To address, um, if you haven't, I don't know if everyone's seen uh, Cassidy's report on Body Slam. If you haven't, go check it out. But the word is that Ring of Honor is going to be a developmental territory for AEW with the plan that that quote-unquote main roster AEW talent would also make appearances. Um, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating, man. There's so many things you could do. Um, Jonathan Gresham versus Daniel Garcia for the Ring of Honor championship. Shit, yeah. So... <laughs> Because Gresham's an interesting one to me, you know. Is that are they going to try to sign him? Are they going to make well, keep him in the fold? I, or now I'm starting to think. What was it last week at Dynamite? Gresham was backstage. Yeah, I think he was backstage to talk to Tony. Yeah, this is you know, yeah. Like now I think it's that that's pretty much guaranteed. He was backstage to talk to Tony, and I think Tony, I think that Gresham was one of the few people Tony said, "Look, listen, I'm going to have this purchase done in a week." Okay. So what what do you want to do? Where where are we going with you? How do you want to handle this? Here's the hilarious thing. And I mean, we know why, but still on the surface. Tony paid considerably more for Ring of Honor than Vince McMahon did for WCW. I know. <laughs> I know. That's cast, I think, said I, between 30 and 40 million. I don't think you and I understood at the at the time with how old we were. But, like, man, AOL Time Warner really just wanted to dump professional. Oh, yeah, money. they just dumped that thing, man. Like, we we were too young to, I think, fully realize that whole, the whole deal. But now that we're, like, now that we're adults, it, it's like they really just wanted nothing to do with professional wrestling. So much so they just told Vince, here, give us pennies and just take it. Like, man, I'm like, and this is, we're, we're going to talk about Dynamite, too, guys. We're, we're going to get there because this is a hell of a show. But. Jack and I are old folks who are just incredibly fascinated by the business side of this right now. I think I think we're on the same page here um, because there's so many aspects of this that are going to be so cool to see how they play out. And again, 
the streaming service thing may still, and that announcement may still be coming within the next few weeks. I hope that'd be awesome. I think, I think it will, but obviously something, something's not locked in yet with regards to that, because like everyone's been saying, getting the ROH library is leverage. Yes. You have way more content now. So he's obviously still talking to people, but now, and then he, the the hardest part might be, he's going to have to explain to these TV executives why the ROH library is so valuable. Like he's going to have to pitch to these people. Look, if I can on demand, they could watch glory by honor 2007, whenever they want, you know, this is going to go nuts. And then obviously the, the Holy grail here is all in. Yeah. That's a that, huge aspect of it. And that's something Tony's always wanted for obvious reasons. The one now thing he's, he's got, got that that's going to help him a lot with pitching this is he can, you know, this is tons of CM Punk footage. Mm-hmm. Who is their top highest paid star they have in AEW. This is tons of Brian Danielson footage. So that's an easy, easier sell, I think, to say, look, we've got all these guys that are on our roster. This is going to accentuate what we already have um and he that was in the press release is like he said he's already exploring ways to capitalize on this footage he wants to get this shit up asap yeah like he wants us to be able to sit here like i said and and watch death before dishonor 2004 and And i will say man because you know i've hardly seen any of it i will check it out like i'm not going to watch it like in order yeah, like or anything for, like that, but I'll definitely watch stuff. Exactly. And like, that's where a good example in here for, for, for one of the few times, not going to bust his balls, but like before all the ROH stuff happened, our, our buddy Bob O'Neill was getting into exploring the history of ring of honor. Yeah. And then the poor bastard, everything shut down on him. But now someone like Bob or he, like, just like you, he can go back and watch all the stuff that, I always talk about on here on these shows when I'm on with you guys, when I say, holy shit, I remember this. And he could go watch Homicide beat Danielson for the title in the Manhattan Center. You know those uh, those it, tweets Impact does during AEW and WWE shows where they tweet yeah. out matches? They Like, they could do that for WWE stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Black versus Kevin Steen, which I assume happened. I don't know. They throw oh that link God. up. They should, oh, you know what? They should totally, and Tony might, he might tell the social media people, fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, they may be, I'm still firmly of the belief, and I know, Jack, this will be disappointing to you, but I'm still firmly of the belief that the pay-per-views will not come with this. I think they will. See, I disagree because. That, I mean, hey, I hope, I mean, obviously I hope they do, but that's a lot of money. I think with double beginning with double or nothing. I think beginning with double or nothing, they're gonna say because I I know my my tweet from this morning about ah uh, better be HBO Max and I better be able to watch Sunday. You, you like most you know that was me being a smartass. I pass the time during my busy days at work and be a smartass about professional wrestling on Twitter. Yeah, but because like you could that was impossible because there are people who already paid fifty bucks to so you can't tell people right. But I, th- I do think that with, beginning with double or nothing, I, I just think, Matt, you, you can't have one mainstream company saying, here here's our stuff on Peacock for, what is it, six bucks a month or whatever. You can watch all of our shows, including friggin' WrestleMania, and you can't be the other mainstream promotion, even four times a year, going, 
give us 50 bucks. You just can't do it. I think I think the issue there is they've proven they can do it though. I mean, they're doing those players. It all comes down to it, I mean, it all comes down to money. If they're going to give them the money, then they'll do it. I tweeted what I made by tweet, which I deleted. I said 60 million, which ended up I did the math wrong. That's high. Yeah. But it is like 30 million dollars. So you got to think you know, if they're moving to HBO Max, that deal's got to be what? At least 50 million a year. And I, I but again, like I don't know Obviously, Tony's relationship with the people at Warner Media is pretty good because they keep at, they keep giving him stuff and asking for stuff. Right. Well, maybe this will this will be maybe this will be the test at how much that relationship's grown because they give him the money and say, "All right, all these shows, all these popular shows, your Double or Nothing's, Revolutions, Full Gears, we'll put them on HBO Max." I think but Ring of I, Honor I, is going to be on the streaming service, like the act, the show they produce. Yeah. I think that's where that's going to end up. Um, hey, maybe the hope is you do that, and then again, a relationship with Warner Media. Then you could say a few times a year, even can we put a Ring of Honor show on TNT? Yeah, can we like a, like a pay per view type thing, a big card chance? Can we put a, a two hour Ring of Honor show on a Saturday night? You know, final battle. Yeah, that that would be. That'd be awesome. I, I just, the thing is, you know, he's a quirky guy. And look, look, here's another thing. I really wish that guy wouldn't make announcements on his own. Yeah, I think this one he needed to do, though. But I know I, exactly I what it. you mean. I know exactly I what you my, mean. Oh, my God. My my wife even goes, oh, is he awkward? And I said, yeah, I, that's just, that's who he is. He's a yeah. nerdy wrestling fit. Like, he's a, he's just like us. He's a nerd. But, but, uh, no, I I think... That for all, like Tony Khan, I said this to a friend of mine at work tonight. I said, for all his quirks and his faults, which he's had, he's had some that we've talked about, this man has been nothing but good for professional wrestling yeah, since he since he jumped in the pool. From the day he jumped in the pool, this man has been nothing but good for pro wrestling. The fun thing with him is, you know, like when stuff would happen with WWE and we do this wild speculation, we knew the most of what we were talking about was never going to happen. Right. With him, yeah. who the hell knows, man? Like, he might do any of this stuff. Shit, man. Like, but AEW started when people were like, maybe this will bring CM Punk back to wrestling. <laughs> no, he's done. He's done. And then there we were last August going, well, look at this. Holy shit. Hey, this would be a great place to see Brian Danielson work again. That'll eh, never happen. I do agree with this, that they easily could have just announced this on social media, but I think this one actually worked. Um, again, he's awkward, but they were in the right place for it. I mean, the crowd yeah, cheered it. They transitioned it right into Danielson versus Daniels, which was smart. Um, that original match was a triple threat with Loki, right? Yeah, and Loki yeah. won. He got the he got the Chris Benoit erasure treatment tonight. <laughs> <laughs> They did. They did really bring it across like it was Danielson versus Daniels for the fucking first ROH title. No, fucking low key won that man. I gotta hate that little prick. Well, I can't stand that dude. Yeah. Somebody posted the clip the other night of him kicking Ziggler in the face and knocking him out cold. I forgot about that. I I haven't seen that clip in years, dude. And I watched it, and it was one of those where they played like the gift played in regular time. Then it played again in slow motion on a replay. Like he fucking kicked Dolph. Like, like Dolph should have woken up and beat the shit out of that little. Yeah. Player. And Dolph, a national champion wrestler, could have stretched the shit out of fake tough guy low key. 
Like I, I that's why I kept saying it was like Dolph should have got up and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. That that would actually be a fun fight to watch <laughs> happen, like for real. Um dude, no, I know he cracked up. I watched Ziggler wrestle in college. I looked up he's he's legit. Yeah, like, he, like if, if there's ever a scrap, I think Ziggler Ziggler's one of those few guys he could hold his own, and he's he's one of those wrestling guys where you look and you're like, ah, that guy ain't tough. I right. think Ziggler, I think Ziggler can whoop some ass if he needs to. Yeah, this is I I agree with this completely. Um, you know, I, we we try not to go too far into like bootlicking <laughs> and going, but like it's real. Like I've said it a million times. Without AEW, I'm probably not watching wrestling anymore. Um, and now and, we're in this weird world where we're probably going to have a whole separate promotion within their, within their universe. Yeah. And who knows what, like the possibilities are endless with like, we may see a ring of honor title match on a pay-per-view or on, at least on the buy-in. I mean, you, who knows what they're going to do? Well, I, I, I was one of those people that back when we were big in our NXT days and shit, like I was one of the people who advocated, I was like, yeah, I get the takeovers. Put an NXT title match on WrestleMania. Yeah. Put the, put like the pick, even if you picked one, like, like put the NXT title, NXT women's title, put it on the actual WrestleMania card in the stadium to help get that brand some exposure. And they never freaking did it. But now, uh, you're right. Like, throw an ROH title match on double or nothing. And I don't even think I don't even think necessarily the buy-in, Matt. Like just like yeah, I mean you don't have to do like it. That was just like, I was trying to be as simple as I <laughs> throw it to, throw it in the middle of the card, especially depending on because if they're sending if they're like, can you imagine if Eddie Kingston wins the Ring of Honor World Title? Because let oh, because <laughs> there's a story there. Yeah, because let's say, for example, these are two different brands with two different audiences, right? Let's say like the ROH audience, wherever the show's tape, what have you, is different than that from Dynamite's Rampages. And say you put an ROH title match and you throw your ROH champion or challenger out there and you're like, holy shit, the crowd really loves this guy. Yeah. Huh. And then, like you said, maybe not the call-up system, but you go to there and say, okay, you're going to be up here at the our quote-unquote main roster pretty soon because these people like you. Like, you're good. So you're going you're gonna to stay with us now. Yeah. And it's... Like they could do basically what they're doing with these universal tapings. Joe brought this up, and I think I agree with him. I since it's Ring of Honor, I would not do it at Universal. I would do it. May ECW Arena would be a good place. I was going to say, it. see if you can go, get somewhere in Philly. You could also tour it though. You don't have to do it in the same place every month. Because I'm not sure, like, I don't, like, obviously for wrestling, like, ROH would tour to some weird places. Like, they kind of got, they used to, they were, they used to make that mistake. They'd get ahead of themselves a lot. It's kind of like, it was kind of like when New Japan, when they came to the United States and they chose friggin' California, which was a horrible mistake. (laughs) Like, they were on the completely wrong coast, New Japan. Right. They should have been East Coast. They go to friggin' California. And it, that was just, mostly for travel reasons, right? I think so, but even and plus they have a dojo out there. It was just a disaster. Yeah, because they just went to the wrong fan base to start the U.S. expansion off. But no, if I if you're always try Philly, somewhere in New York, anything East Coast, stick on the East Coast for now. See if you could set up shop there. But 
I don't know, man. This this is this is gonna be fun. This could be the end of dark, but Tony has made it pretty adamant he's a content guy. He's a big believer in producing yeah. a lot of content. Because that's what you need today. I kind of think they're gonna keep doing dark and yeah, this is gonna be a, a separate thing. So they'll do the universal dark taping. I the way I definitely hope they do because basically the way I picture it is you know, you've got your Ring of Honor brand. You tape it once a month like they used to do the full sale tapings for NXT. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to, like, let's say you're going to do Eddie Kingston is going to be in Ring of Honor for a month and, and do there's going to be a story arc for Eddie. Well, then you give him a month off from touring with AEW. You don't have to do that. But, for example, that that's kind of makes it a, a plus for the talent, too, is say, hey, you know, you're still going to be involved because you're going to be on this Ring of Honor show and people are going to see you, but you get a month off. You know, you work once right. or twice that one day and then you get a month off. Um, so that's an aspect they could. There's so many like, <laughs> the possibilities really are endless here. I mean, they could do so many things. They could turn this into, you know, I mean, they really could tour it. I don't think they will. I don't think that's the best idea. Well, but like you could, I mean, I, I do think you could tape once a month in different towns every time. I think you could do that. Tape it once a month because, like, Tony Khan is a businessman. And if he does want to try to turn Ring of Honor into something profitable, at first, he's going to do everything to cut costs or keep costs low on production. Right. Like, don't spend, he's not going to spend too much in the beginning to try to get this thing off the ground. And I think that with the rabid fan base of AEW, combined with the Ring of Honor name, I don't think it's going to be long until it takes off a little bit. Yeah, I think it'll have some kind of buzz. Um, and this is like, I get this point, but there isn't a Ring of Honor roster right now. Like, I don't, I would expect no, that a not. lot of the people in this Ring of Honor roster are already in AEW. Guys like Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, um, Julia Hart. Um, I'm trying to think of more on the women's side who need Kira Hogan. Um, I mean, there's a lot of them, but there's, um, I think you will see, they'll bring in a few people as like ring of honor veterans or, um, you know, to give some kind of connection to the old ring of honor. Joe. Joe would make a ton. Sky blue. It's a great example. Um, AQA, who they just signed. I think Roxy's going to WWE. Diamante. They could do a lot with the and women. Yeah, like some of the... Oh, the Ring of Honor people. Like, I mean, Gresham, I think, obviously, you got to lock up. But, I mean, Gresham, I think, is a mainstream star. So, Gresham, somebody I think you sign and eventually bring to AEW full-time. Yeah, you mean... I, I know um, opinions are varied on him. I think you're definitely we're definitely going to get Danielson versus Gresham in some form somewhere. And now it's funny because like we just clamored for Gresh, but now whatever this ROH banner is and whatever it looks like, which I'm sure Tony will probably keep try to keep the look the same. I'd do that match in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I wouldn't do it on the AEW side. I'd do it in the ROH, the ROH yeah. side. People would eat that up. Me being one of them. Uh, P- Punk will do some ROH stuff. Depends on where they air it. Yeah, that's true. Punk ain't punk ain't doing a 
show that that a hundred thousand people are watching. It's just kind of like when they talk asking about the YouTube shows, and he's just like, "No, I'm not doing that." <laughs> Man, the the contrast between him and Danielson really is funny. Yeah, it really is great. Like they're they're two they're two like they're like they're on the Mount Rushmore of this generation. Those two, Punk and Danielson. And, and like their views on some things are just completely friggin' opposite. Yeah, very different. Claudio would be another interesting one who you could involve here. <laughs> um. Oh, I got something to maybe not, I don't know, maybe not so much run this ROH side, but some sort of executive type, Chris Hero. Yeah. Maybe you call Hero. That would be an interesting one. And you say, all right, because I'm getting, so, look, look, like I'm at the point with Chris Hero. I understand he might not be able to wrestle again or like wrestle at the level he once did. But that guy not being involved in some sort of major promotion in some way is kind of egregious. Now, if it's his, if it's his own, it, it, like if that's his own choice, then okay, fine. I respect that. But like Chris Hero by now should be making good money running some shit backstage for somebody. Yeah, I agree with you. He'd be an interesting one. Um, I'm trying to think. Somebody else said something. I didn't see what it was. But um... oh well, I did see a comment. I for uh, it was a while back. But uh, everyone wants the everyone wanted trios titles in ROH or in AEW. Well, there now you got them. True. Let me no. find it. I want to find the exact. Let me let me just say I am I hate trios titles. I'm sorry. I don't care. I hate trios titles. I think it could work in AEW. I don't know, man. I I, I guess it could. Uh, yeah, maybe ROH soured me on the, and New Japan because even Japan because they used to toss those things around like hotcakes. I think they still do. So yeah, just to just to again, this is a Cassidy Hayes report from BodySlam.net. Um, when asking around about the sale of Ring of Honor and plans for the company going forward, sources confirmed to me that internal plans call for AEW to utilize Ring of Honor as a developmental territory of sorts. Additionally, it was said that quote-unquote main roster AEW talent will be dipping into the ROH brand on occasion. Um, which I think is what you have to do. Like, I don't, I don't think the Ring of Honor... Uh, roster as it stood when the promotion and is you can't do like some kind of invasion angle and no i mean they're not you can't present them as being equals in any way shape or form i mean that's no. just i mean impact's trying to do that right now and yeah well the impact I, lost to them so yeah i i have and i had no interest in it and i and i'm somebody like i might not watch impact on a regular basis but if i look on twitter and i see something that piques my interest i'm gonna be like all right i'm gonna pay attention to this for a little bit i have not once paid attention to anything involving that impact matter of fact like i knew from the beginning i said eddie edwards is going to turn on impact <laughs> i i did like i knew weeks ago and then when i saw it the other night or whenever that show was i said no yeah. shit no don't do that's one thing if i like if i could advise don't do any like like just don't do any roh takeovers don't do invasions and shit like that just run the company man yeah i think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna present it as a warring i think though it'll ring of honor is gonna exist within the aw 
world. Well, yeah, you know what? Knowing Tony Khan and the way his brain works, if if they were going to do some sort of invasion thing, he wouldn't have announced that he bought Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's true too. Um, yeah, I don't. This is I, I keep like Lee Johnson's one of the main guys that I think about in a situation like this because that guy is fucking so good, and I think a lot of people don't even realize it. Um, because he not. doesn't he doesn't even have like the indie buzz like a Moriarty no. or Garcia or. But man, like he had a match with Ben Carter on Dark, which has been got two years ago now, close that. to. Awesome. Um, he's had a couple other ones, and of course, I can't remember what they are now. But that guy's good. Like seeing him, they Josh Woods has already worked for them a couple of times, so that could be someone who they keep in the fold. <laughs> I saw um, I saw Garcia beat Woods. Yeah. Did you see the tweet from Garcia? Yeah. It, the problem is uh, Sean Spears already beat him a month ago in much more convincing fashion. <laughs> it's funny though. I guess I'm the ROH Pure Champion now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is a. I don't know. It's going to be fun to see how this. I think it makes a lot of sense to kind of try to launch this thing after Supercard of Honor. I think you'll yeah. start to see some more AEW talent get announced for that. Um, Swerve already's on there. I saw that, yeah. So that's, but I think we'll see some more. I would guess Deanna will probably lose the title to someone who's under contract to AEW at that show. Have they announced? They haven't announced her match yet, right? I don't think so. Not that I remember. Uh, then that'll be a fascinating choice. Like, do you go with someone who, like, you could do Statlander? That would be a hell of a. She doesn't really need to be a Ruby fits the mold. Ruby of, would be of that an would be ROH cool. women's champion, I think. That would be really cool. I think Ruby'd be good. I think she would perfectly fit that profile of an R ROH women's champion. See, I I I can't see any way this is gonna happen. Dude, Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor. And we haven't even begun any sort of significant thing with New Japan yet. Yeah, think about think about that for a second. That's it's, coming too as they start the, to get more. As that opens up, it's coming. Yep, it's coming. I agree with this. Like, I, I think that's going to happen, though. I think they're going to. I think this will have. I think it'll be it's sta- a standalone brand. Yeah, I don't. They, they'll build the stuff and they'll have. I would love to. See, you could do a. Uh, I talked about this for something else, but it would work for Ring of Honor. You could do a live special before the pay per view because they do Rampage live before the pay per view, and Rampage is an hour. Yeah. So you you basically you'd be saying you're going to get the live Ring of Honor special from. 8 to 10, which is going to air wherever we air it. Um, and then you're going to get Rampage from 10 to 11. Yeah. And that's your ticket. That's awesome. That's a great deal. Um, I think that's freaking great. And then, you, and then you're getting your Ring of Honor specials in big arenas. I, I mean, I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, yeah, Briscoe's FTR seems like that's definitely going to happen at... Uh, when they show up with those ROH tag titles, that place is going to explode. Just do it in the right city. Holy shit, man. I think that's the... Uh, 
I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if FTR wins those belts now. Um, yeah, now that... Yeah, because they're kind of doing that. Like you, that's the way. You, that's how you can kind of get the brand some buzz, and then you kind of start to transition it into what you're really going to do. Is you know you kind of get your higher. You know, like if you put the Ring of Honor Women's Title on Ruby, and you put the Ring of Honor Tag Titles on FTR, and they only hold them for a couple months, and then you, then they drop them to somebody who you're really high on, um, and you get. You kind of, that's where you kind of transition it. Yeah. That would be a great And then you just, you could probably keep Gresham and keep the belt on him. Garcia makes so much sense for like Gresham's first feud. Um, yeah. Whatever a first big Ring of Honor show is, I'm not talking Supercard of Honor. Right. That's different. Like, forget that. Forget Supercard of Honor. Although, maybe don't forget, it looks like a good show. So watch it. But. The first one under this whole new AEW thing, I think you 1,000% have to run Garcia Gresham. I don't even give a shit who wins. Keep the title on Gresham. doesn't have to be Garcia. But that, I think, I think that uh, that 100% has to be the first main event. Yeah. Unless, unless you get like Joe. Right. If Joe wants to do it against Gresham or something, then you make it. But. I think Garcia makes a lot of sense as a Ring of Honor world champion. Oh, if if you're gonna let's say hypothetically, Tony Khan does want Gresham on the AEW roster full time, and you say, "All right, we got to get that belt off you." Garcia is the guy. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So it's, uh, I don't think this would be. Fans aren't as dumb as WWE thinks they are. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. The IWGP US title shows up out of nowhere every once in a while, and, and there's no real issues there. Um, plus, they're going to want to, like, I, Tony, they're going to advertise Ring of Honor on Dynamite and Rampage. It's not yeah, going to be a it, thing like, where. It's, 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 compare WWE there. Like, Vince McMahon and WWE buy shit just to have shit. Right. Okay. Tony Khan is not going to spend the amount of money he did for Ring of Honor. Just to throw it in the trash. Right. That's not going to happen here. He's not like, this is two different. Like, WWE has just broken everyone's friggin' brains with the way they do business. And like, I look, cause like I tweeted it tonight. My main thing, and I, I, I said it on the show, we were talking about it. I was scared to death when Ring of Honor pretty much announced, well, we're on life support. I said, WWE is going to scrape up that TV, that video library, and it's just going to get, it's going to get buried on Peacock and we're done. Like, I am so happy that Tony Khan got his hands on that before they did. And before people say, well, WWE wasn't going to go after Yes, they were. They a thousand percent were going to go after that video library. And I bet you they called about it. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. They definitely called about it. The report that I saw, I think was, I think was Sean's report, was that WWE thought that this was AW buying uh, a Japanese library that wasn't New Japan. So I don't know how they pulled that off, but they apparently hid this from WWE as well. Oh, man, there. You know what? It's it's definitely not Vince McMahon personally, because I really don't think he gives a shit. Like I'll be honest with, but there are high level people in WWE who despise Tony Khan. Yeah, cannot stomach him. No, Vince isn't one of them. I don't think Vince friggin' knows who he is. Maybe Vince has heard his name a few times. Like I don't think Vince gives a shit, but. There are other high up people who cannot stand this motherfucker. 
That's probably true. Yeah, I think we can. I think we can both name one off the top of our heads. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's favorite. Um, I mean, Bruce yeah, and I Bruce and Johnny definitely want this guy dead. Oh yeah, Bruce yeah. and Johnny want. <laughs> Which is funny because if either one of them get fired again. They'll make I that mean, phone think call. About, think about how hard Laurinaitis' life is now compared to how it used to be. It used to be everybody wants to work at WWE. So all Laurinaitis had to go, hey, come here. I'll give you a few hundred thousand dollars to come work for us. Now he's got people going up to going, well, Johnny, I could go to AEW. Tony Khan said, okay. oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like his life must be miserable now. All right. So. I guess we can kind of loosely run through Dynamite here because this actually was a really good show. It was. Um, we talked about Daniels and Danielson already. That was really fun. Um, the post-match with Moxley. This They've built this really well. This yeah, is a, this has been fun. AEW is so good at like just throwing a random thing together but quickly putting a story behind it that makes sense. Right. Like, all this was was Moxley comes back after rehab, has a couple ma- or has a couple matches. I think it was a couple before. And there's just Brian standing in the background. That was literally after his first I mean, match. The first one. All right, so yeah. it was the first one back. And there's just Brian clapping in the background. You're like, huh. Well, all right, so they're just throwing Moxley. Now, you, you think, well, no, AEW's, they could get away with just saying, hey, this is John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. That's it. But no, then they throw this wrench in where Brian's like, I don't want to fight you. I want to fight with you. And then starts to like, you know, these kids don't get it like you and I do. And you're like, holy shit. And they've made this really compelling TV. And I am like, I'm torn who's going to win that match. I don't know. I don't know. Like my gut. I think both my gut and my head tell me like two different things. It's like, well, Mox... No, like they're not going to have him lose just yet. But then something tells you, well, Brian needs the win a little bit after the whole hangman thing. And then you think, well, Brian's going to win because do they want to put them together for a little bit and see what happens? Like, are they going to build this, you know, faction of killers? Ultimately, I think John's going to win. Because I I lean towards. Brian's going to win either with help from some of these young guys who he's been talking about adding to his group or yeah. What, what just said in the chat. And I think Joe brought that up first. We both talked about like the idea of Brian bringing Claudio in and being like, I don't know anymore. I got this guy. That would be amazing. Yeah. And you start with Brian and Claudio, and, and then eventually, because then eventually, what you do is you do the uh, the thing where Claudio gets sick of being Brian's sidekick. Yep. Not like not like you know not the MJF type thing, but like you know, eventually you you split them, and then they because I'm telling there's a real I still think there's a real scenario that Claudio can become AEW champion, like. I think this if he comes in, which I don't think is a lock, by the way. Um, but if he comes in, there's a real chance this fan base is going to embrace him to the point where they're going to 
they're going to try to make him the champion themselves as like a yeah. fuck you to <laughs> to and everything that they've done with him. And I wouldn't hate it. And I'll tell you what, Brian as AEW champion with a faction behind him is yeah. really interesting. But then this too, Jack. Let me put this on the screen. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got that built in there too. Yep. Claudio and Eddie. Oh my God. That was that the first thing I thought about, man. When they that reply said, Oh my god, Claudio and Eddie are gonna be reunited. Yeah. Eddie's tweet was so great. <laughs> I talked to Joe about this. What you had, you know, Eddie made that tweet about he doesn't have the balls to come to AW. I don't remember exactly that might have been what he said. I can't remember yeah, the exact it was. And you had um a group of people who think this is a shoot and he actually hates Claudio. They know. Which is hilarious. And then you also had a group of people who don't even know the history and thought Eddie was just doing the AEW's tougher than WWE, WWE's bullshit. So then they yeah. were in his mentions mad too. It was fucking hilarious, man. It's just ignorant people, dude. And I'm not saying you have to like it, but do your fucking homework. Like, yeah. it, all you have to do is like look up Claudio Castagnoli and Eddie Kingston. You'll get shit all over the internet and you'll see. I mean, of course, I haven't seen most of it, but I know the story. And here's the, the other thing that I think is uh is weird that wrestling fans do is even if I didn't know the story, it takes five minutes. Right. You know, like Punk and Kingston, I didn't really know that history, which even a lot of that didn't play out on TV anyway. So, yeah, but or whatever, Ring of Honor wasn't on TV, but you know what I mean. Um, no, but it was whispers we heard. I mean, I right. explained it. You guys asked me to explain to you what happened, and I did. But yeah, people can't take the time to friggin'. Well, that's why, like, my wife didn't know that story, but she still loved that segment because they told you the story. Yeah. Like, if you just watched it, you figured out the story. Um, like, you know, if Claudio, if they do go to Claudio and King, I don't need a 10-minute video package, package explaining everything to me. I mean, like, they, they took the time to tell you the story. Yeah. But, like, they, but then, then there, see, there's wrestling fans who are never happy. Okay? They took the time to tell you a story. They're mad. I saw a few weeks ago, here's something I didn't know. Like, WWE slapped those tag titles on Otis and Chad Gable. I had no idea that they were roommates and best friends on the U.S. Olympic national team. Yeah, I didn't know that either until he just said it. Oh, oh, Matt, they slapped the tag title. Like, they slapped them together, those two, that Alpha Academy thing, right? I mean, you'll like that. I know you don't want it, but I, you'll like because it popped me a little bit. Apparently, the, on the U.S. national wrestling team, they were best friends, roommates. They All the competitions they went to together. WWE never once mentioned that history on TV. And like when I guess the night they won the tag titles, they were both crying in the ring while they were hugging each other. Like they they broke character. Never once mentioned. They didn't tell that. Okay, they, I see. I thought that was they had that like... history together, like that close. That Interesting. So close. I think Otis bought the house next door to Chad Gable. Wow, I had no. <laughs> I, never, I didn't know any of this. They never once mentioned it after they slapped the tag titles on them. <laughs> never once. That's awesome. Um. But no, but but yeah, just some rest. You can't make happy. 
you right. tell them the story and they find a way to be pissed off or you don't tell them the story. It's... Speaking of telling a story, I thought we, we keep going in. And again, Joe usually does this. So I'm definitely going to forget stuff and I'm definitely not going to remember everything in order. Um, but I think the Casino Battle Royal was next. Um, I thought this was pretty good. Was it just was it just me or were, were you sitting there too going, all right, how many goddamn tag teams were in this? Well, they had said there was 15. <laughs> As but I definitely up. lost track. Yeah, for they kept coming out. The clock kept yeah. going. I'm like, how many friggin' teams are in this match? <laughs> I know. And then I thought they were done. Um, who was the last team out? The last um, team was 2.0. Yeah, 2.0. And that one felt like it was way longer than 90 seconds. So I'm like, okay, that's everyone. And then here comes the clock again. <laughs> yeah, the clock just kept coming up. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. How many teams are in this? But I, they did a good job with Darius here. They that, they, was, uh, that was a cool surprise. Yeah, I kind of I I I kind of had convinced myself they were going to win. <laughs> and again, if what I love about AEW is that yeah, Dante look Dante got a lot of shine and deservedly so as a singles performer while his brother was out over a year. You know, I mean, shit, man, the things they did for that the thing what, like what Kenny Omega did for that kid, I'll never forget. Yeah. What Kenny gave that kid. Now, in another company, Darius would have been brought back, and there would have been tension. And it's oh, you oh, I left, and you became no, no, no. You just put them back together. Say okay, go continue about your business. Yeah, and this is honestly, yeah. this is the best spot for Dante for now for the next couple of years. What twenty one years old? Yeah. Like yeah. he'll have he'll have his put put him back together with his brother and let because I think it won't be long before they're tag team champions. I could definitely see it, yeah. And I think that they should. I mean, I I, I think they should beat the young bucks for them. I think that's it's going to be fascinating what they do with these tag titles over the next few months because they really need to put they really need to put those belts on Santana and Ortiz um, at some yeah. point. Um, the chat makes a good point, man. Top flight as a ring of honor tag team champions. Hey, there you go. Who's oh, well, the Briscoes. I do that'd be fun. I almost had private parties. Top another flight one. taken. Oh, top flight private parties is a good one, but yeah. top flight taking the ROH titles from FTR. Oh, yeah, would be. That's good. See, that's good. That's good shit. I like that. Because that I really think I think FTR will win the Ring of Honor tag belts. If for nothing else, then they've almost made it part of their gimmick collecting all those belts. And so that's another thing they can put yeah. on their jackets. And yeah, I think they're gonna want that. Just to, just to put it on their resume. Um but Santana and Ortiz. I did not, and they like it, it kind of looks like they might be doing something with 2.0. They kind of brawled there at the end, like they're way above I, I, that, man. Yeah, if there's it, it, look, if there's any pro, like, we've said it like AEW is not perfect, we give them their credit, like as much praise as we give them, we give them the criticism. They have tripped over themselves with Santana and Ortiz a few times, like more than once. And we as fans are kind of like, all right, figure it out. Because these guys should have been tag team champions by now. It's very stupid that they have not been. Like, stop doing this shit. 
I will say that I think uh, that little thing they did with Jericho, I think they're going to turn on Jericho uh, for real. You can see that coming a mile away that they're yeah. going to turn on him on Sunday. Yeah. Um, that match is fascinating, too, because you can talk yourself into either one because Jericho generally doesn't do short programs. So, in theory, Jericho would win here and then King gets the win in the end. But you could also, like Santana and Ortiz costing Jericho the match and King maybe not being too thrilled about it because he wanted to win. You know what I mean? He wanted to win the big one on his own. Like there's so many things. That one's another one who, and that story's gotten better as it's gotten, gone along because you can tell Jericho actually cares about this one. Um yeah, we, we said that a long time ago, remember? Yeah. Right on this show, we said Jericho's going to care about this. Like, Jer- Jericho Jericho at this point, he just has that Randy Orton mindset, man. If he cares, yep. it's going to be fucking great. If he doesn't care, don't even turn on the channel. What if Jericho wins the Ring of Honor World Championship? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, talk- you're talking about Bell Collector. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was never the WCW. Oh, yes, he, technically he was. You're What's right. that? Oh, yeah, he had the WCW title. In in WWE. In WWE, yeah. So, yeah, you, uh, oh, Jericho would. If he could just say, I was champion literally everywhere. This is the funniest idea of all time, and I'm fully on board with it. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That one's good. I like that one. Chris Jericho is the Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Can you see? I'm trying to picture Jericho adhering to the Code of Honor before everything. Oh, God bless. Um, yeah, I, the Jericho thing, I, I think, was next. That was, He had a pretty good promo there. Yeah, that um, was good. Because, again, he cares. Right. And now I can't remember anything what happened in order. I know the Punk MJF thing, I would put that probably in... Again, I'm not going to be able to list them all, but I'd probably put that in the top five segments AEW's ever done. Uh Incredible. That was great. Um, I'll say it every week. I'll tweet it every week. I'll say it every week. Someone in a couple years is going to pay Maxwell Jacob Freeman, either WWE or AEW, an absurd amount of money. Oh, yeah. And listen. That kid's worth every goddamn pay. Matter of fact, whatever it ends up being, he might be underpaid. He might be underpaid. We had our frustrations with him a few months ago, which was funny because the, the frustrations are exactly what Punk mentioned in his promo. You know, the Darby Allen stuff, the Brian Pillman yep. Jr. stuff. But man, these last couple months, he's just locked in. This I feud. Saw- I saw someone tweet like that. I didn't get to talk to you guys last week, but that promo he did last week, somebody yeah. said it was like a fucking magic trick. Like to pull something like that off in this era of professional wrestling. It, well, what Max did last week was. It was funny because it's like on one hand, we all knew it was horse shit, but at the same time, it was just good enough that you were like, what is, well, because the, I mean, the magic of it is it's not horseshit. Everything he said is true. Right. That's, but he's still the bad guy here because he's a dick. Um, 
And then calling back tonight to the Ring of Honor stuff on the night, like just was. He's done that a couple of times now, repeating Punk's promos from the past. But I mean, what popped me extra hard, and I put the picture, I, I tweeted the picture out because one of my favorite Ring of Honor moments was when Punk won the ROH title, when he everyone knew he was going to WWE, and he turned heel that night. And he said the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Yep. And as fans were throwing trash into the ring, because like Ring of Honor, that was one of the few times they were able to pull the wool over everyone's eyes. Because we knew Punk was going to WWE. There's no way he's winning the title that night. And they fucking put the title on him. And I remember watching it. We were so confused. Yeah. Well, what the fuck? What yep. are you doing this? And then when he cut that promo on those people. And for Max to throw it right back at the and the snake. And I was following along. I didn't, I mean, I wasn't watching it, but I was following right. I mean, I knew it was going on. But he he retained a couple times, right? Like there was multiple yeah. times where every time yeah, he defended well, the title, it was like, Well, he's losing the, here. This is it. Yeah, that's and then he would keep winning. That's summer punk Matt. They pulled that off so well because he just kept winning. And everyone like the Meltzers, they're like, no, 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 he this is not a work. He's going to WWE. And then when he signed the legitimate WWE contract on the ROH title, mm -hmm. it, like that was so well done. And then he, then he did, then they finally brought the last title. And then he did uh, the farewell match with Coca Panda. <laughs> there was a, I saw a clip from BTE this week. And, uh, it's like the, I can't. I think it's the Bucks, and they're in front of the, they like the AW trucks just got redone, so they've got like the super, you know, the oh, on them. yeah, and Punk's on there, and then they and then Colt walks by, and they do like a camera pan to Colt. It's like man, <laughs> that took some balls. I, I, I that one I, ain't getting fixed, guys. Just those those I, I don't know those two being backstage with each other all the time. That's. I think they just avoid each other. Big arenas, man. It's not. It's not as hard as people think to just to. to just well, avoid yeah, that, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, and and Punk has his own locker room and shit. So. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're ever going to see them do anything on screen together. I'll be stunned. Man, oh man, though. I mean, well, at least for for the hardcore fans, that would be one would. Yes, it would. Go, holy yeah. shit. Yep. Right, um. Well, yeah. Where? What else happened? Yeah, this is so the Wardlow thing. <laughs> I that right, my okay. I have all right. Go ahead, go ahead. My favorite thing they've done, um, is within I I think it's been about a month though. Maybe it's been a little bit longer. Is they just quietly started having Wardlow dominating matches, being against heels instead of baby faces. They just right. made that switch. Yep. And now he's beating heels every time. Yep. It's so well done. All right, I, I know everyone's probably waiting for me to mark out for Wardlow here, but I, I just got to say something. That Cesar Bononi guy. There's something with that dude. There's something. You I, sure? Yeah. Have you seen him on YouTube? <laughs> there, but, Matt, would it... I mean, I like the guy. I'm just... Simple. It's very simple for a guy that looks like he does. To just make him passable. Yeah, that's fair. It there's it's very very simple. You just got to figure it out and figure like 
I don't know. It's I, every time I see the dude, I'm like, something's gonna happen with this guy. Something good. I can't figure out what it is. But then watching him get squashed by Warlow tonight. Oh, it was awesome. And look, you know, I think most of our chat here, either one has decided to humor me and not argue me with, with on this or disagrees with me. Spears fucking rules in his in the role he's in now. Like, I think it's good. I know we we we've given the guy shit in the past. We have. This is good. He's good at this. Yes. And Warlow's gonna beat the shit out of him. Bob Bob messaged me tonight. What what the this isn't like anything personal. Bob messaged me uh something about he he always messaged me about the like he, he loves the Wardlow segment. Sorry, that Bob O'Neill loves him like everybody else. You you should. And he's like he goes, Wardlow's gonna kick the shit out of MJF and the chairman Sean Spears, and I cannot wait. I'm gonna be hooting yep. and hollering in my living room. I said, I said, buddy, it's going to be a legit murder scene when he gets his hands on those two. Now, the backstage segment. Oh, this was good. Max, which I like, but like Matt, it's so funny. The two sides to Max and the way he deals with Wardlow. Like we've always seen the smart ass side. Tonight, Max was so riled up and so feeling himself after the punk thing. where He, he was just a straight up asshole to Wardlow. Yep. It was different than just being a smarmy little prick. He was being a fucking asshole to Wardlow. I'm trying to and figure then, out. I have a question. Okay. He says to Wardlow, you don't work for AEW. You work for me. Yeah. Was there ever a Wardlow is all elite graphic? There was not, but there's a lot of... Uh... If we want to get to, because uh, because is this as simple, Matt? As I, it's, it's like you don't get Tony Khan. I maybe, but somehow somebody says, "Here, Wardlow, there's an official contract." And what's gonna, to yeah, basically what's going to happen is like MGF's going to threaten to fire him, and then someone's going to come out and say, "Well, he's been signed to an AEW contract." Um, Punk would make sense, but it depends on if they're moving away completely from that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's... There's still there's logic holes in that because like you're right, they never did the Wardlow is all elite graphic, but he's on their roster with 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 yeah, yeah like so if you want to get too technical with it, it's they they it's not a perfect, but I definitely think that's what's going to happen is they're going to announce that he's got an AEW contract, contract, and then that's when he's going to beat the shit out of. He's going to fucking kill them. Yeah. Um. So MJF will like fire him or whatever. And but no, Max is that really like Max is so good at the like his demeanor with Wardlow was different from every other time. Yep. And back to the stare down they did with with Spears, where Spears backed down and kind of did the my favorite part was Spears is behind Wardlow. And you couldn't see the chair was between them on the mat, and you couldn't see that. But if you're paying attention, you knew it was there. Yep. And there's a moment where Spears looks down at the chair, yep. and you could tell he's thinking about it. And then Wardlow just turns his head. Look. God, it was so good, man. Neither Ward of them said a word. Wardlow has really found himself. Yes, he has. He's found himself. And there's a lot of other young guys and girls on this roster that that's going to happen to because of the way they do business. Yep. 
they're gonna find Wardlow found himself and he knows what he is. They know what he is. And there's a there's another guy who when he, whenever his contract is up, pay me. It, like they're gonna ha- pay me. Yeah, that'll be an interesting. But Wardlow would be a little different because WWE would be up his ass. Yeah. So his, like his situation would be a little different. Yeah, that's a it's I mean this this isn't a bad idea. Um involving smart Mark Sterling and you know trying to tell him the contract's expired. I kinda oh I like this. I like this. Kind of playing off those things they do. Oh, people that would be an all timer. That's good. I like what's uh yeah, they just put the all elite graphic up on the video board. Or I mean to further that though, say make an announcement that MJF is gonna face the hottest free agent in wrestling tonight on Dynamite. Oh <laughs> and have Max go on Twitter and go, I don't care who the fuck it is, tweet pictures of like WWE people released from WWE or shit like that, and it's fucking Wardlow. That place would go ballistic. Yeah, that would be pretty incredible. The only thing I the issue with that is you don't get the turn moment versus because you go right into a match, which they don't. Yeah, that's still. Yeah, they're right. If they, if Tony tweeted out, we've signed. Some people would hate that, but guys, oh yeah, some people it would, would fucking rule. Um, but yeah, I think because I think oh yeah, there you go. Sean Spears is going to face the biggest free agent. That's how you do it. Yeah, and then he squashes Spears, and then MJF comes out, and then you put the. The graphic up on the board. It's so good. Uh, Yeah, see, Wardlow did say this, but that's easy to say till that bag is in front of your face. Yeah, look, and look, while we don't watch the product, Matt and I both know like Vince McMahon has a history, and his history is getting what he wants if he really wants something. I think uh, so. Let's just because I'll be honest with you though. And again, Wardlow strikes me as a guy that Vince would get would give up on so fast. Uh, he strikes he might... me as a guy that Vince would love 15 years ago, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'll be, you know, we'll uh, see what well, happens. Well, well, nowadays we don't know what the fuck Vince likes, man. Yeah, that's true, and this is true too. That may not even be Vince anymore. Um, it's hard. Hey, One thing I'll tell. Wardlow. Yeah. That's true. Vince probably doesn't even know who Wardlow is. That's accurate. Well, I um, tell people I tell people all the time. Like I was, my wife and I were having an in-depth conversation not too long ago about AEW versus WWE. I said, look, I said, understand something. Vince knows fuck all about AEW. Said so he he doesn't know a goddamn thing. He probably doesn't want to because he doesn't care because he just made a billion dollars. I think there's guys in the WWE roster that Vince can't name. D- without a doubt. Yeah. What? How long ago was it that he called? Shit, shit, shit. He called Shelton Benjamin the wrong name in a meeting. Oh, I oh, think no. he called someone else Shelton. Yeah, yeah, he called someone else Shelton. He was like, "Good question, Shelton." They asked a question. He's like, "Good question, Shelton." He was like, "Wrong black guy." I'm not yeah, I Shelton. can't remember who that was now. I remember that story though. But but no, like Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon knows of AEW, 
But for all we know, he might think it's on the level of TNA back in 2002. He he doesn't know. Yeah, this story that he didn't know Luke Gallows was fastest. Yeah, I remember that. I, I remember that. He didn't. He didn't remember. Yeah, like he doesn't. He doesn't know this shit. But like we said before, guys like Johnny and Bruce, they're the ones that AEW has. Like they they shake up a little bit, right? Because it makes their the thing life that. Hard. It's important to remember, and you know, we're both AEW fans. Pretty much everyone in the chat's AEW fans. AEW is not winning a bidding war. No. WWE. Like, no. if people are going to stay in AEW, it's going to be because they want to stay in AEW. WWE is always going to offer more money. Now, you got to work more. So, you know, there are elements for that you have to weigh. Um, and. And again, it's different circumstances. Like, it, let's say in two years, MJF does decide, I'm taking WWE's money. WWE gives out what? Anywhere from three to five year contracts? Yeah. At the end of that WWE contract, how old is Max? 29? Yeah, like maybe 30, yeah. 29, 30? Yeah. So then he can go, all right, I'll take the WWE bag for as long as I can get it. And then surely Tony Khan will have me back if I want to come back. That is the one thing I'll say, and it's like, I know it can be frustrating, especially if it's like a guy you really like, but it'll actually be a good thing for wrestling if they start to, you start to see some movement back and forth. I said this to, yeah, I said this to Joe when we did the Cody show. I said, this is good. This is what we wanted when AEW started. I don't want to sit here and just bang the drum for AEW. I want some of these guys to go the other way and give me a reason to turn on Raw. Again, give me a reason to turn on SmackDown again. Like, I, if Sean comes out with a report on Monday, all right, Cody's in the building. I'm going to turn on USA at 8 o'clock. They say, okay, you got me. If... MJF leaves or somebody's MJF's going to be on SmackDown. This you got me. And also the big point, what do you do with them? If you're WWE make yeah. this interesting, but you're right. Like this, it can't be one-sided. Right. It can't be a one-way street. Like these guys are going to have to go the other way. And that's like, I don't care how good your creative is. Like, you know, for example, let's say, uh, let's say MJF. Just as an example, let's say he wrestles till, he, till he's 45. That would mean he's on AEW TV for 20 years unless he leaves for a while. Like, and, he, and hey, we're all wrestling fans. We're old school wrestling fans. The territory days. You left to keep fresh. That was part of the, I think that's part of the issue. You left to keep with fresh. WWE. Like their creative is what it is, but it's also like the same guys who were on TV for so long that it's like. You know, Randy Orton's been on top there for and that was part 18 of the, years. That was part of the reason some people gave me blood. I wanted Randy to go to AEW when it started. And when they called, when Cody called him and said, you know, I know your his contract was up shortly after AEW started or whatever. And Cody was like, just think, think about it. I was kind of like, I want Randy to go to AEW. Number one, he's really good. When Randy cares about something, he's one of the best in the, one of the best of all time when Randy Orton cares about something. So if you put him in a new environment with all these new people to work with, like Randy will be off the charts. I wanted him to leave. 
Yeah. But I get why he didn't, because Vince was never going to let him leave. But, no, we need that territory aspect of, like, there are, like, just the, the, the cult-like behavior of, like, you want these guys to be AW lifers? That's not good for the industry. It's just yeah. not. Like, some of these guys that make them stars in AEW are going to have to go to Vince. The other thing that you have to remember, too, is there's always context. Like, we're talking about these people leaving right now would suck. It may not suck as much by the time they actually leave. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Britt's, Britt's a perfect example. Joe and I have the same feeling about Britt Baker right now. I don't dislike Brick Baker. I'm ready for her to take a break. And yeah. and like I'm ready for her to be off TV for a couple months. Like, I mean, you, I I get not ever like Roddy Piper really did have the blueprint down. And the only person who ever followed that blueprint was Chris Jericho. Yeah, he would leave when he it was, was time to leave. The only person who followed that blueprint. But at the same time though, Piper did Hollywood, so he had something else to do. Jericho yeah. had the band. He had something else. Like, I get that some of these guys just don't have something else to do. But, like, Piper was the blueprint. When yeah. the territory area went away and it was just like just WWF, Piper was like, all right, well, I'm going to leave for a few years. When are you going to be back? I don't know. A couple years. Yeah. And it's hard when it's your primary source of income. But creatively, it's a good idea sometimes to go away for a little yeah, bit. You just got to um, disappear for a while. It's it's like what like I think you and I were always on the same page with like Brock Lesnar being a part time champion, or like not on TV every week. I didn't mind it. I didn't. I didn't necessarily love that he was when he was the champion, only because they didn't elevate the secondary title to make it matter more while he wasn't well, there. That's the different. Yeah, that's yeah. That's if they'd have done that, then I think that would have been really. More interesting. Yeah. Someone brought Demon Grin said this, and I like we talked about this. Joe and I talked about this. Um, and he pointed out this is more for of a prediction than like a scoop or anything. This wouldn't that wouldn't totally stun me either. Um oh people can you imagine how mad people would be? Yeah. Can you imagine how pissed off people would be? I the, the thing I would say. If that did happen, if he did bring Cody back in the fold and Cody was running Ring of Honor, if Cody's going to be on the TV as a wrestler, that immediately becomes less interesting to me. If Cody's going to run Ring of Honor, but he's not like he's Triple H running NXT, now I'm interested. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't really want to (laughs) see. I, yeah. Cody's a perfect example. I like Cody, but I'm I was 100% fine with him leaving. And again, but it, it's like I I said I know it shocked a lot of people because I I think Cody's going to WWE. I think I think he's signed already. I don't think WWE would be throwing out all these teases. Just I like I think Cody's in. I do think he's in. It's interesting. Probably but I, I think Cody was the perfect guy to make this move. They've been teasing, Chris. like they've been teasing Johnny Gargano on Twitter too. Like they're doing all kinds of teases like that. So I don't know. I know I saw Sean reported something like it's they've internally WWE's moved from when he comes in to if he comes in, so they're not as confident anymore. Um, but who knows? 
he could show up Monday or ask, Friday. Cody's only 36. Take yeah. the WWE money for a few years and go back to AEW. I agree. Just take the friggin' WWE yeah. money. for, And you know they're going to make you a world champion. There's no doubt Cody's going to be a world champion this time around. Because WWE is going to want to prove a point. So they'll convince Vince that they, they got to strap him up. Take the money and go back to AEW. I mean, they're unifying the titles for no reason because they're just going to bring in another world title immediately. So Yeah, I said that. They're unifying the titles and then saying, well, but because we have contracts with two different networks, we got to have two world yeah. champions. What? So bring Big Gold back and Cody can hold that. I bought, well, Bob O'Neill said, wouldn't it be something if Cody just walked out onto Raw with the uh, Big Gold belt? Said I'm the champion. I was like, that'd be the most Cody thing ever, and I love it. Um, I did see Johnny also said today though he's not gonna wrestle for months. He's gonna do signings here and there, but it sounds like he's not gonna it, wrestle again. The face again of the if I saw correctly tonight, there's there's no like surprise entrant for the face of the revolution ladder match, right? There doesn't appear to be, it doesn't mean no. it won't still happen, but it does there does not appear to be, and I don't think I don't think that's a great spot to debut someone unless they're going to win. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess for this time around, you just count Keith Lee as the, yeah. as the surprise dude. Christian. I'm so glad Christian's coming back. He's not coming back, but he's wrestling. He has wrestled I, forever, man. Like, yeah. Well, I, I know he hasn't, but like, I don't know with, with his neck issues. Uh, that doesn't really. Oh yeah. I mean, but like, it's just, yeah, I get it. I just my thing is his age. If he can go right now, then it's like, why are you wasting four months of what a limited run that he's going to have? But I mean, well, it's been more than four months. He hasn't wrestled since it's been six months. So, or watch Edge. Do I watched a clip of Ed that Edge AJ Styles segment? Did Excalibur say it was seven again tonight, guys? Was it? Um. I didn't hear him say it tonight, but I don't – doesn't mean he didn't. He said it in passing last week, but nobody knew if that was like – he did on Rampage when he was doing his mile-a-minute thing. Reese is saying he's, he did say it tonight. So, okay, there probably is a joker. It's actually scary. Oh, he did say there's – oh. Apparently, yeah. It's going to probably be Swerve or, or Claudio. Uh, might be Johnny. I, yeah. I don't think it's going to be Johnny. Although it would make sense for him to say might, that if he's actually gonna, yeah, it might be John. It, it might be Johnny if there is a seven Excalibur at that mile a minute thing. He's just so good at that; it's kind of scary. Yeah, it's actually that. Well, the rampage. The, of course, the rampage one was taped, so you, I wonder how many takes it took him to do that. Like, did he do I that in one take, or did it take him? I don't know, but he's so good at it. Yeah. Swerve, swerve. Supposedly, Swerve's contract starts the uh, first week of March. First week of March, so it could be him. Um, I'm just like, I'm not debuting someone there unless they're going to win, and I'm probably not. De- I'm probably not debuting and having them win unless they're going to win the TNT title. You think the TNT title changes on Friday? Yes, I do too. I just can't. I, I, I think Andrade is going to win. I was, yeah, I was just going to say when I saw the graphic before, I said, "All right, this is where Andrade is going to get." Yeah. 
And it's live this time, so they don't have to worry I mean, about the spoiler I mean, stuff. And I mean, because like if Swerve, I'll tell you this: if Darby Allen wins the TNT title on Friday, Shane Strickland is the he's going to win the ladder match. Yeah, it makes sense. If Darby wins that title, Shane is going to because of their history on the Indies. Shane Shane's going to be the surprise, and he'll win. And boy, for if you guys haven't seen Shane and Darby matches, holy shit. And yeah, I know that this like I know this happened, and there's a very real chance that I'm just saying I wouldn't personally I wouldn't do it. I'm not debuting someone in that spot unless they're winning. That's that's just how I would do it. I'm not they doesn't mean that's what they're gonna do. Um unless you have a good story built in for them that starts fair, yeah. during that match. That's that's the I only understand way this like logic. But I'm pretty sure that this triple threat on Rampage is going to get more time than they would get on the pay-per-view. But I yeah. certainly understand that argument. I can't argue with you there. Yeah, because AEW really loads up these pay-per-views, man. Yeah. Like, they're holy crap. God, this would rule. I thought about that. I think I said that at one point. This would rule, man. Talk about well, history because, there. Uh, and, and it's good that we could... Like we're gonna know, like they're so close together. Friday, the TNT. Friday, we're gonna know who the TNT champion is going into Revolution, right? Like two days before. So yeah, you're right. Like if Andrade wins, then yeah, look for Johnny. On Sunday. you could do Keith Lee against Andrade though too. That would be awesome. That'd be good. By the way, how hilarious is Ricky Starks doing the Keith Lee? Oh, dude, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I I get you on this one. I can't disagree with you there. Hundred, you're right on that one. That breaks me. That picture in picture is impossible to watch. I can't. I, I don't know. Picture. I can't believe anyone actually watches that. I hate picture in picture, man. Yeah. Like I mean, it's better. It is better than just going fully commercial. But like, yeah. I can't. I and can't I'll, focus yeah, on it. I'll admit, I do not watch the wrestling. I don't. I just turn my, I do something else. I look at my daughter. I talk to my wife. I don't do anything till the commercial's off. I can't. I don't know what yeah. it is. I can't yeah. do it. It's been the, there's been exceptions like Hangman Danielson. I tried to pay attention. And even that was still hard, but I tried. Um, yeah, I don't know. You could do the payoff here. I think Sheeta's in Japan. I could be wrong. Um, I know she's going back to Japan. Maybe she's here right now. <coughs> she, I think she just got to be the payoff to that thing. Um, you would think, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the Serena Deep Challenge. It sucks. Um, what else do we have left? Uh, the, I mean, the main event, six man. Are you excited for Cole versus Paige? Are you of any interest in this at all? Not as much as I thought I would. Yeah. It's weird. Um. There's just other feuds that are better built, right? Other feuds that are better built, and that was going to be part of the problem. I don't think this feud was given enough time to breathe. I, I, I just the women's tag. We'll come back to that. Uh, well, it was good. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't think Cole Hangman has been given enough time. It, it seemed rushed. Yeah, it unlike Ada, it seemed. 
It seemed rough. I think part I, of why it's rushed though is because Hangman's just going to beat him this time. This yeah. isn't going to be the full fledged. Yeah, Adam Cole's not winning the title on Sunday, and he I better not be. Which, which <laughs> is which is which is uh, weird because I convinced myself that Adam Cole's the man to beat him for that title, and now here we are, and I'm like, yeah, he ain't winning that title on Sunday. No, very strange. I'm not sure. I'm I said this to Joe and I firmly believe this. If I'm Tony Khan, I don't have an ending to this to this page title run penciled in yet. I leave that Let belt him on him until the crowd tells you it's time to take him off, take yeah. it off of him. Like if he, if that's a year and a half, fine. Like I'm sticking with it for as long and the second the second there's a hint of the crowd being like, "Okay, we're ready for this to end." Yeah, in. Then you do it. Um. Yeah, I don't. I have no interest. I I like Adam Cole. Uh, most of the people that that appear on this channel don't. <laughs> Which but, I don't understand. I yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. It just boggles my mind how you do not like Adam Cole as a professional yeah. wrestler. Match I, is going to be great. Um, and I thought like one thing that I forgot. You know, I knew obviously I knew they had a ton of history together, but I hadn't even factored in the chemistry they have together. Yeah. So match is going to be great. Um, and then there's going to be, again, we don't know how tired the crowd will be by the end of this show, but there's a chance this crowd's going to be big time for this match. Um, one of those weird things where a company like AEW, you want, all you want of them is like, Hey, title match always goes on last. Yeah. But here's a rare thing where you're like, "Mm, eh, maybe it shouldn't, maybe it shouldn't. Doesn't yeah, maybe, you could, maybe, Punk and MJF could headline this thing easily. Yeah, it's like maybe we should make an exception this time. Yeah, because you're right. What's going to happen is Punk and MJF are going to give us an old school, classic, bloody dog collar match that's going to have everyone losing their minds, and then everything after them is going to drop off just a little bit. I mean, it won't be the fir- the stadium stampedes headlined two pay-per-views so yeah. it wouldn't be the first time the title but match. i think i think i saw someone tony say on the media call that he confirmed that's the main event yeah it probably will be so. um all right back to that women's tag that we forgot to talk about um uh this was really good i thought the end of this match confirmed what i can't decide is if it's something i'm upset about or not which is that Brits winning this match at Revolution? Um, I don't know. AEW's been they're pretty good at not tipping the hand, like WWE. Here's the thing that somebody in the chat pointed it out to us. I can't remember what show it was because it all blurs together. But the the second they pointed it out, we all kind of had that light bulb moment. Two weeks after Revolution, they're in San Antonio, Texas. She's front and Thunder Rosa's front and center on that poster. You could headline that uh, dynamite with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker in a cage for the for the title. Never won the title, and that's where Thunder Rosa wins the belt. That would be cool. I'd be down with that. Yeah, because otherwise, I think Thunder Rosa should win this match on some. That's the like I go back and forth on that because part of me is like that would be an incredible moment. It's and and Oracle pointed this out to me in in a DM tonight. It's almost a year to the day. Yeah. From their from their lights out match. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Was yep. So, but then I really hate 
I just, I really hate using a pay-per-view to set up a TV match. <laughs> like, yeah, I hate it. Because it's, it's, it's a very simple process. Your TV sets up your pay-per-view, not the other right. But I, I, look, I will say that if Thunder Rosa wins that belt in San Antonio in a cage match, then I'm, it's I'd nothing okay is going to, it's not going to sour it for me at all. It'd be awesome. No, I'd be fine with it then. Yeah. I don't, I, but look again, she may just win on, you're right. They don't always telegraph stuff like that. She may just win, but that was like the immediate alarm bell went off because we had already kind of had that San Antonio idea in our head. Um, like Cage that. match just makes so much sense though. And they both had mentioned they wanted to do it. And they've already done the lights out. Do a regular yeah. match on so, Yeah, a cage match would be it would be their the first women's cage match in AEW. Main event, put that shit on last. The place yep. going nuts when Thunder Rosa wins the title. She'll be yeah. hanging for you know, she'll climb to the top of the cage. Yeah. Getting on the cage that. with the belt. Yep. Probably, probably I, bloody. It, it it never ceases to amaze me how that woman gets bigger pops than 95% of the male roster. Yep, she's amazing. Everywhere they go. Everywhere. Jacksonville, Texas. No matter where they are, Thunder Rosa, when that music hits, those people go nuts. Yep, Thunder Rosa pop is a real thing. Then I think the only thing we forgot from this show tonight was a little backstage thing with Jade and Ty, which... Did you see that quote from Brian on Jade when they asked him this week? Yeah. About working with her. And he's like, yeah. I'm jealous. Like, I wish I had that kind of presence. Like that, that girl, that girl is a star. Like it's not, it's not hyperbole. It's not, she's, she's a special, special. And Brian helping her figure out this wrestling thing. Like with her skills and her God-given gifts and Brian's brain. I've said it before. They're creating a monster. You saw... I've been harping on this for a while. You saw her confidence level change when they put that belt on her. Yep. It was like she said, okay, they're really behind me now. I got a bat. And she actually said this in the, the Grapsity interview she did. Um, it's like, okay, this is a challenge. I, I have to live up to this title. I'm the first champion. I have to live up to it. Um, she's not the best wrestler on the roster yet. No one's claiming that. Um, but she's pretty good. Like she's living up to what she needs to do for, for where she is. Um, she's not, you know, she's not ready for a 20 minute match. No one's claiming she is, but most of her, since she's won that belt, most of her matches have been solid, Yep, which is all she needs to do. Just keep getting better, you know, have solid matches. She comes off like a star. She stands out in that company for a number of reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, that this is a real thing. Before, we were all, like, terrified. Like, they can't put that belt on her. She's not ready. They can't put that belt on her. We were wrong. Yeah, we were wrong. I, I was wrong. I, I'll be the first. We, we, we collected. We were wrong. Yep. We were wrong. She's proven us wrong. Like, that, that girl is – she's something. And they just had – like, she – she is just a she's a mainstream star. She yeah, she could be for sure. She's a mainstream star. And it's just 
I, mean, I would definitely that, have her out there more promoting the company. That that's what I think they have to do. They like you got to start getting her out there. Yeah, get her all the interviews you can. Get her all the like that story she told about WWE. I want to go to those guys and be like, how stupid do you feel yeah. right now for putting her through that bullshit? She, like. In her Grapsy interview, she talked about how important it is to lift <sighs> lift everybody up and be positive. And it was like she went on like a two or three minute. It's not a rant. That's not the right word, but monologue, whatever you want to say. And I was like, man, like this woman's likable. <laughs> yep. Like, and that was interesting because she's a she wrestled a couple heels there too. Now she's not now, but. Yeah, they, she's like on the cusp of you could maybe turn her. I think eventually, as she gets better, yeah, and as she keeps improving, the crowd's going to turn. The interesting thing, though, is like I think Statlander is the perfect person to beat her. About, so, I mean, I don't know when that is. Well, uh, that's but, a great. That's like a great yeah, physical during, matchup, the two of them. Yeah, but during the feud, can we just have Statlander like not talk? <laughs> I mean, if we could just do that, then all right, I'm in. Because again tonight, even though she didn't fucking make fun of Layla for being adopted again, but like it feels she, like that she's turning heel, which she's not. <laughs> I don't think that was what it what what an inadvertent all time moment that was. Yeah, that lander just like wait, what? You're the baby face. Who, yep. Shut up. They're wrestling on the buy in. That'll be fun. Um Hook and QTs on the buy-in. I, like I, I honestly that. thought that was going to be on them. I thought that would be like a filler, not a filler match, but like a. Does a how long does that match go? Does QT really do the business? Two and a half. Good? Okay. Maybe three. I mean, they could. That could be the match that they flesh it out a little bit more. Um, it's hard because in ring, QT is probably the perfect guy to have him go a little bit longer with. Yeah. But character-wise, that's the thing. May not be the best person. Hook, to... Yeah, Hook should just go in there and fucking steamroll him. Yeah, just steamroll him and and make a point. Man, where, where is, is where is Hook a year from now? When we're sitting, when you we're sitting here, probably maybe this. Hopefully, the three of us. Maybe Joe's not sleeping. Next year's Revolution. Looking forward to double or nothing afterwards. Where's Hook? God, that's a fascinating question because it's, you know, we're going like, to need to see him do longer matches to see. Um, I'm going to say, I don't think he's won a title yet. Actually, he's Ring of Honor world champion. <laughs> <laughs> So many options with this ROH stuff. Yeah. So many options. So many, so many roads you can go down. Like Hook is the FTW champion. That that makes a lot of sense too. Um, Hook's the perfect example though. If, if he's Ring of Honor champion, he's still got to be on TV. Yeah. Like you can't you can't only be on whatever Ring of Honor is going to be on unless Ring of Honor is on TV, but who knows? You know, I'm still a big proponent of uh of uh, 
Tony Khan presents Ring of Honor Wrestling on TBS at 10.05 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Uh, <laughs> um, I would be a big fan of that. Um, but we'll see what happens. I would. I. I still think they should bring back Saturday morning wrestling. Man, it's it's a tape show, so you know if you don't you don't have to watch it at ten. You, you know everyone has DVR, but dude, when we were little, that was the shit, man. It was, man. And most of the people like, I don't really get much of a response usually when I say this because the chat most of them are too young, so they don't have like that. It doesn't bring that nostalgia feeling to them like it does you and me. Um. Yeah, Saturday morning wrestling, man. That used to be I, like I wish, like you, you people think. I wish your Monday nights, you were waiting for Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon on primetime wrestling, where they just showed you random ass house show clips. <laughs> it, it, all right, we're gonna go to the Boston Garden. We're at Tito Santana. It's Jake Roberts. The talking stuff was <laughs> the best part of the show. That's what you looked forward to. Oh, my God. And then being so pissed off when they were like the Westminster dog show. It's like, fuck them dogs. Yep. Where's my wrestling? When Bobby Heenan had the the real world's champion in that studio. And you just like, what the fuck is happening? Why does Bobby Heenan have the WCW that. title? I'll never forget that, man. Yeah. I mean, seeing Ric Flair. Like, you guys don't. I was just old enough to... That was like my first holy shit what is happening moment in wrestling. Because I started watching in 91, early 91. You could walk into a grocery store at any given time. Or Kmart or anything like that. When Matt and I were kids. And you would see a Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the wrestler, whatever. 99 times out of 100... It had something on the cover of Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan. Who would win? The NWA yep. champion versus WWF champion. You're like, wow, man, I wish. When Flair strolled into that studio with the fucking belt. Yep. And then it was so cool as when I got older and I learned what actually happened. I know that made it even better, right? Fucking $25,000 deposit. Yep. And Flair's like, fuck you, I'm taking the belt. Him winning... The WWF title in that Royal Rumble. That was Rumble. crazy. Uh, oh, man. That That's the kind of stuff that, like, if you didn't know it happened, and, like, you know, you, you know the, the WWF of the last 10, 15 years, you would never believe it happened. No. That he brought Ric Flair in and then gave him the belt in the fashion he gave him the belt. And um, then Rick calling him vince didn't even call rick yeah jim heard started fucking up wcw rick called vince and just said all vince all rick said was i'm ready yeah vince said all right you're ready to come that was a great run and And it's one of those things too where it's like we were kids so it's it's kind of even hard for me to believe it was only like a year and a half not even that because it felt you know time feels different when you're a kid it did feel longer didn't it yeah it did, it did feel longer, and to also think that Ric Flair was 41 when he won that Royal Rumble and the yeah. WWF title, he was 41. So, like, when you see people complain even these days, well, this guy's 38, it's like, yeah, and? <laughs> like, what? What's your point? 35-plus is your prime, man. Like, I mean, Jesus I, so, 
How many times did I used to hear before, even before 2016, this is before 2016, AJ Styles is too old. Yeah. No, he's past the, the, and that dude has just become like Vince McMahon's right-hand man, which is just mind-boggling. It blows my friggin' mind that AJ Styles has become like an untouchable presence in WWE. This is an interesting thing too, because on my initial instinct is to agree with you. But then if you actually think about it, like these, they feuded for months back then, man. Cause you know, there wasn't like, it's weird. Cause I, I don't disagree with you, but at the same time you think about it and it's like, you know, they did, you know, Savage and Flair. They feuded for nine months. Yep. Like that feud kept going. It just wrestling just felt different back then. Part of it's just because you were a kid, but then part of it's the presentation. You know, you didn't have, you know, it wasn't weekly television where you're advancing the story every single week. You know, you had squash matches, you had all like it's just so this is I'm gonna tie in something we talked about on Monday and then we're gonna get out of here. Um I want to get your thoughts on this. So one of the questions we had on Monday during the 12-hour stream was what happens if Bret Hart goes to W... You know the story with Bret Hart in 1992 where he was going to go to WCW and yeah. show up at Clash of the Champions. It turned out his contract wasn't up. All-time great story. Yep. The question was what happens if Bret did go? And what we settled on was that the person who wins the title from Flair instead of Brett is Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. That yeah, they end probably. up, they still do that baby face turn, but, yeah, but Henning Kurt. gets the belt. It's probably Kurt. And then Kurt, yeah. Kurt drops it. And then they immediately find someone to take it off Kurt. Right. Yeah. He wouldn't they, have had been a long champion. Yeah. Like there's no way Vince would have looked at Kurt. He was, Vince would have looked at Kurt as the perfect transitional champion. Yeah. No, I that's that's that was a good question and that was a good answer by you guys. It it definitely it was definitely he probably good. loses it to Yokozuna at WrestleMania. Probably. Yeah. I mean shit, dude, do you remember I, I remember learning that Brett beat Flair for the title. And yeah. I remember that on a Saturday morning when they played the clip. Yep. They're like, Oh, we have a new WWF champion. I'm like, what? And that was where is when we were little kids, you started to love Brett. Yeah. And it was kind of shocking. Seemed early. Like, you didn't think Brett was going to become WWE. Like, he, he was like your staple intercontinental champion. Right. And all of a sudden, they were just like, nope, he's WWF champion now. And, of course, like, you and I didn't know about the steroid trial and everything right. that Vince was going through and shit like that. So, they, but, but like, I, I was so shocked. And because Brett was the coolest, man. I don't, think, I don't think people ever understand how cool Bret Hart was when you were a little kid. Oh, yeah. He was the Bret man. Hart was the coolest. Like, he showed that, like, we, us little kids, we didn't need the big bad Hulk Hogan. Right. We, like, Bret was just a cool son of a bitch. Do you remember there was a WWF magazine where they talked about the hypothetical Brett versus Hogan match. Yes. And they it was like one page was Brett and the other yep. page was Hogan. It was like tail of the tape. And then of course it never happened because Hogan wouldn't lose to him. But they were gonna do that at SummerSlam 
93, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. They were gonna do, yeah, after Hogan won the title. They wanted Hogan to win the title from Yokozuna and Brett to take it from him at SummerSlam 93. They shot right. the promos. See, I didn't know they did that. Okay, yeah, they went to Stanford. They flew them both to Stanford, and they shot the promo videos. They even, I think, shot a picture of Hogan hand and Brett the title. Wow. That they were going to run. And Hogan, you know, I'm not doing it. <laughs> doesn't work for me, brother. By the way, oh, before we go, before we go, did you see that the exchange between the Bucks and Kevin Nash on that Instagram post? No. Oh, buddy. So the Bucks post that picture on Instagram when they were in Connecticut last week. Yeah. The Bucks went to WWE headquarters and took a picture. Yeah. And um, they pull, uh, Kevin Nash replied, everyone wants to play for the Yankees. Nick Jackson goes, not if the Red Sox are offering just as much money to work less time. Nash replies, you learned well, young grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Nick Jackson goes back. He goes, we learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. I mean that fucking like their aunt, Nash Nash even had to appreciate it because it was like Nash was being like a WWE smart ass to start. Yeah. When Nick came with that quip, Kevin had to be sitting there with his phone going, "Okay, that's good, Nick." Yeah. Okay, all right. That was a good that was a good one. That that was good. <laughs> well, we took an impromptu stream and we proceeded to go an hour and 45 minutes because of course we did. Um no, this kept me up because I have to feed the baby tonight because my wife wanted to sleep. My wife usually does it. The, we usually feed the baby at 1230 a.m. Yeah. My wife likes doing it sometimes. I, I don't know why she's a sicko. She likes doing it. But tonight she was like, I'm really tired. I was like, okay. That's why. <laughs> so then Dynamite's going on and I text Joe. I was like, are you doing a show tonight? Because I need something to keep keep me awake. I can't just sit here and stare at the TV. <laughs> yeah, his text went green. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. Thankfully, Matt came to the rescue. Yeah, Jack texted me. He's like, why isn't there a post-show tonight? Like, I was like, well, if you want to do it, I'll do it. Let's go. <laughs> That's why we said impromptu, because here we were. Um, I don't remember. I think Joe's doing the, the TEW thing tomorrow. If he's not, he can just get mad at me for plugging something that's not happening. But so Joe's really going to wake up and just see that we did a show. Yeah, that's 100% going to happen. Um, I know we'll be back. Friday night at 11.05 p.m. for the world-famous late-night grin. Maybe I'll be with you guys on Friday. I don't think I have any. Oh, no. No, I won't. No, I friggin' won't. <laughs> I, I, no, I have college basketball out the ass on Saturday, so I'm going to sleep. Good Lord, J-Shell's here. At... Why are you? Why is she awake? This is perfect timing because we were literally just wrapping up the show and we're about to leave. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. I saw you guys. I was like, I want to say hi. Hello, I've never why, been on a show a with Jack night? Crosby why are you awake either. so late? I just did another stream. I just did a public enemies like dynamite post show thing. So oh there we go. Okay. Oh. Did you think it was a good show? It was okay. I'm still mad the top flight didn't win. That's why I'm just like you know. Fair. I don't think you I don't think you, you guys have met yet, right? No. No, Jay Shells, we've never done a show together. Yeah. Because I'm never around. Jay Shell, this is Jack Crosby. He's 49 years old. 37. Oh. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, you're younger than me. That's the best. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the best part of the bit. All right. Hi, well, 
we were wrapping up. So yeah. Thanks for stopping by and saying hi. <laughs> yeah. Bye guys. I, I want to do my run in. That's Great all. Show. We'll do a show together soon. I promise. Oh, okay. Oh my God. You committed now. Can I get a pinky promise? As soon as soon as college basketball is over, Jack's not putting his pinky up to the screen. Please, I Jack. Th- I I will as soon as as soon as. I, although I told you guys when college football season was over, I'd be around more, and that was a lie. <laughs> I work too much. My God, look at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Oh god. It it is so funny because like I started this with you guys when we started this. Yeah. Then I had a kid. Yeah. And then I've great timing, dude. We started this what like three weeks before she was born? Yeah. Yeah. You were on two episodes. (laughs) We started this like two weeks before she was born, then she's born, and I'm like, oh shit. No, I then I did a show with you guys the week she was born. Yes, you my, did. My wife, my wife was like, "You need a break. Go do a show with those." I guys remember that. Yeah, she basically night. kicked you out and said, "Go do a show." Yeah, she kicked me out. She's like, "You need a break. You need to go do something." Jack, have you seen our new outro? No. Okay. Well, you're about to see it in real time, folks. Thanks for joining us for what turned into an almost two-hour impromptu show. Have a good night. All hail. Stay hydrated. Goodbye. <laughs>